Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome in to the Ole Miss Morning After Show. Not so morning after show on this November 5th in the late afternoon, 2023. It's not my fault. It's Brad's. No, it's not. Brad was a good dad this weekend. His daughter's a superstar, rising superstar in softball. But you're here now, and Ole Miss is 8-1 for just the third time since the 60s. Hey, buddy, what's up? What's up, dude? What a weekend, man. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I am, um, man, I'm cool laid up, dude. I'm cool laid up after this week. I'm not going to like it. I'm going to Athens with a group of people. Um, you know, anyways, one of the guys I'm going with prayers to his dad, Sam Millett. I know he had an accident here recently um, going through some stuff. Um, prayers to him. That's the guy I'm supposed to go with, Martin, um, and his family. Man, I know they're going through a tough time, so prayers are with them. Huge Ole Miss, Ole Miss fan, one, a big special guy to Ole Miss. But anyways, aside from that, we are, we're very excited about Athens. Um, maybe a little too excited. Just like I always told you, having a walk into that stadium, that chest can be poked out, dude. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there to, to, mm-hmm. for a fight. Like, as my wife says, the reason why she does not like going to games with me is I show up like I'm coming to a fight, you know, to these games. So I can't wait. I mean, I, I, I'm, I am thinking we are going to win this game. Oh, and, oh God. <laughs> Oh God. I, said I, it. Oh, God. I said it. Well, see, because I, mean, I was they've got to lose one at, at one at some point, right? What the? F- I mean, good night. I, right? I know. I, but see, I was hoping you, you can't win 100 games in a row. Man. You, you were going to be one. the rational one, and I was going to be the Kool Aid drinker because they're out to yeah. an eight and one start. I mean, all we ever wanted here, here was for Ole Miss to win, and they're winning. But Georgia opens at 11 and a half point favor against Ole Miss. That's the smallest line I know. That is the smallest line for Georgia in, I mean, all year, and one of the lowest in years for them. It's showing Vegas is showing old misrespect. The odds are increasing for the college football playoff, but you were supposed to be the one that stopped me from doing this because I think they're going to win too. Well, here's the thing. Let's go. Let's, we'll start with AM last week before we get too crazy okay. into this Georgia. This Georgia dream, I'm showing up ready to whip ass, but I'm going to. Uh, and I had somebody on Twitter write this to us because we there. Everybody was asking. It was great on Twitter. Where's the morning after show? It yeah, was my it fault. Was almost, my fault. Yeah. I, I, I was in Alexander, Louisiana. Let me tell you. First off, no disrespect to Louisiana, but disrespect to Louisiana. That is that place, man. I swear, I need to go take a bath. Oh no. I mean, I smell bad, and it's um, it just feels dirty, man. I mean, you oh, take no. a deep breath. You take a deep breath, and you cough. My whole, my whole family's got a cough. We we're in Louisiana for two days. No. I mean, it's just it's brutal, man. Well, I can't. I can't. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people were saying, "Where's the show?" And I, I finally responded to, to a guy named Tyler Keith at Tyler K eighty two, and he said in response, um, "Georgia is a six p.m. kick." Which what in the world is CBS? Is it six p.m.? CBS chose Tennessee and Missouri. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> I'm excited. Night game in Athens now, so I'm really going to be lit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And he said, for, for UGA, you and Brad should do a pregame show, a pregame podcast, and a postgame podcast. I might be in Georgia. If Georgia credentials me, I might be in Athens too. It's not a bad idea. I'm no, not gonna I, lie. I, I, I bring my stuff every time. I bring all my stuff every time just in case this ever happens or if I have to do it on the road. Um, no, that, that would be great. I think what would be a really funny is a, is a three three way clip of pregame. And then when I'm like after the game, yeah, that could yeah. be, that could be two totally different worlds. Yeah. I could be, I hate losing. People don't understand this about me. Like, like even in softball, like we lost our last game today, we went four and three on the weekend, played some monstrous teams. Like I was sick the whole way home. These girls don't give a shit. They've eaten ice cream. They've eaten hibachi. Like they, <laughs> hey, they're they don't wonderful. care. They're they perfect don't care. the way they are. They don't care one bit. Eleven year old girls, it is what it is. Like they lost their game, well, Dad. And I'm, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm looking at stats and figuring out reasons why we lost. Um, but my point is, after this game, even though, like, let's be real, it's Georgia. They've won a million in a row. They're very talented. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mad if we lose, and we're probably gonna lose. But <laughs> I, in my, in my mind, we're not. I'm way too deep into yeah. knee deep into the Kool Aid at this point. Like, we should win. We should win this game. It feels a lot like the same buildup to Alabama, and I could see it going a very similar way. I don't know. I just feel like Nick Saban and Lane Kiffins is a different ball game. Like Kirby, I'm re- I'm ready to see the Kirby and Lane, you know, dynamic. You got two guys that know Kirby well. Um, I feel like I don't know, man. I I, I just want to see our offense go against Georgia. I think that I think we'll present them with a lot bigger trouble than anybody else has. And I think our I think our defense can stop them. I mean, I mean maybe. Um, I, I don't. I'm I'm not scared of their quarterback and all that. What was your biggest takeaway, or what were your biggest takeaways from Ole Miss's win over Texas A&M I, on Saturday, 38 to 35? Came down to the last kick. Xavier Harris got another blocked field goal. Anyway, a survive in advance, and now the final three: you get yeah. ULM, Georgia, and Mississippi State. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Texas A&M kind of shredded our defense. I mean, they throughout the game. I mean, they had a pretty good knack on what what we were doing defensively. I mean, they that 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 offense was much. <laughs> Texas A&M's offense was much better than I thought coming in. Like I thought that we would really really get after them and hold them down. But man, they were moving the ball well. That game got. I, I was never comfortable that even when we went up like twenty to seven or whatever it was. I was never comfortable that whole game because the way they were moving the ball, we intercepted one in the end zone. So to me, that's just one of those games, man, where where A and M was trying to. They came in there trying to right the ship on their season. They're trying to get to six and three, like somewhat save a another Jimbo eight and four year, which is looking like a Jimbo seven and five year potentially. <laughs> but man, they were very talented all around, which we knew that we knew that. But they were. <laughs> that was a scary game for Ole Miss. That was a good win. It was a good win. But I'm not so sure if we were on the road. This week there, if we if it wouldn't have been a different maybe a different outcome, um, they I was impressed with with A and M I really was. Um, Ole Miss on the flip side, I, I really think the reason they won this game is they took care of the ball, and, and I think that was that was something going in that, that I was a little nervous at. Hey, their D line maybe getting a sack, fumble, whatever. I don't think their D line had but one sack. Maybe they did have some TFLs, um, but I think the way Ole Miss took care of the ball was was really the difference in this game. So they really weren't great on third down again. Um, you know, okay, you know, nothing special, no, no, nothing to warrant that being the reason. But I think the way we took care of the ball was was the reason we were able to come out at, on top. They were going in to, to lead 21 to nothing, and then you see a very rare 10-point swing um, on the block field goal return for a touchdown yeah. for Texas A&M. So it, it was a weird game in that way. But at this point, I mean, it's November. It's November 5th, 2023. Um, yeah. You have three games left. 
right? Uh, for Ole Miss, this is as good as you could have possibly asked for going into this week. Um, well, I guess you would have asked for undefeated winning that Alabama game. But realistically, I mean, this is the perfect setup for them. Ole Miss is 20-2 and two in its last 22 home games now. That's crazy. And Ole Miss rallied for a fourth quarter from a fourth quarter deficit to win for the third time this season. Trey Harris was a monster career high, 11 receptions for 213 yards and a yeah. touchdown. Are we so sure that like Trey Harris isn't a top two round guy now? If Keon Coleman was getting oh. that kind of love, I mean, he's top two rounds to me. Those catches. Yeah, were Trey, Trey Harris is a, is a big time NFL guy. He is. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to get drafted, but he's going to play in the NFL for sure. I mean, he is some of the plays he's making, dude, like, that ain't that. That's legit. This dude's really, really legit, man. When he when he's on it, I don't, honestly don't think he's still fully healthy. I think he's. I give him probably ninety percent. I think if we could see a fully he- healthy Trey Harris, which you know he looked good this weekend, but I, I mean he's been kind of. We've only seen really like the kind of banged up getting through it kind of Trey. I think that I think there's still some more room, which is scary. Um, but dude, how about Jackson Dart, man? Like, like Crazy. man, the the dude is just a freaking gamer, man. And his dad told us. Hell, his dad told us on Twitter, right? I mean, his dad let us know a while ago. B. Random told us, hey, talking that noise, Jackson Dart's a gamer, right? So, hell, B. B. Random was right there, dude. He freaking hey, let's go, Brandon. That, that's, again, if you can back it up, that's all anybody wants here. And Jackson yeah. Dart's backing it up, man. And we've talked we talked about this going into the year, you know, as the year's kind of played out and almost has raced out to this 8-1 and one start, just the third time since the 60 – or in 60 years, I should say. Jackson Dart had to take that Matt Corral a year two step under Lane Kiffin in order for this team to get to exactly where they are, which is eight and one. And that is because of the year two step for him. Yeah. I'll tell you what about Jackson Dart. What's cool is like, he isn't like a flashy stats guy. He's like a really clutch guy. Like, like he, he put up some good stats this weekend. There were some freaking amazing stats. 387 yards. Is yeah. Yeah. Like he, he was flashy stats this week. If you look throughout his games, like he isn't going to put up like crazy stats, but he's taking care of the ball better than he ever has, and he just makes these crazy plays, man. Like he makes the throw; he always makes the throw. Um, and, and I, I mean, dude, it, it's just he's gonna he's gonna be scary good if he stay. He should stay this year, I would think. Um, I, he he should be he should be one of the best best quarterbacks in college football next year. I mean, I don't I don't see how he's not. But defensively. Why did it not look like it had been looking? Because they'd held their previous three opponents in the SEC to under under 300 yards of total offense, and then Texas A&M kind of exposed what exactly? No, Texas Texas A&M it showed us exactly what Lane was saying. They got some damn talent on that field, dude. Like I, I am scared if 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 an actual football coach, which is terrible to say, I know <laughs> Jimbo Fisher is apparently a really good. If a really good like a Bobby Petrino maybe takes over that team. Like or somebody that that's really offensively a little bit more sound, and, and I think Jimbo got his hands a little bit too much in the offense. Still, that team is loaded, man. Their O line was very impressive. They they were they were big and they were pretty damn physical. I mean that, that team that team's built just like Alabama. They just don't they're not coached like Alabama. You know what I mean? Like they're, like, they're like, coached by Nick Saban, like the Dollar General version of Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. There's no question. There's no question. That that team is built like – all around is built like Alabama. That's what that's people are realizing. I, I just think, dude, talent-wise, like, hell, they're just bigger, stronger, and faster a lot of the time. And, and I, I think our tackling was, was so-so. I think our tackling – if you look a lot of times on film, man, Pete had the guys in the right position. We should make the damn tackle because the guy was just better. The guy was just a little bit more athletic. You know what I mean? Like, a couple times we had them dead to rights. They were just getting out of it. So – 
Um, I think from a talent standpoint, man, that's a scary team. I mean, if whoever takes over that, they're going to win immediately and, and win big. If, if you know, if it, if it, if it happens, which I mean, five and four hundred million dollars. I mean, they're going to have to do something at some point. That's the yeah, best that, job in sports, by the way. The what? best job, the head coach who gets the guaranteed huge contract and gets fired like a year and a half into it. Why would you ever do anything else? I know. Work your butt off, get one head coaching gig, get that 30 or 40 million bucks, get lose, fired. Make just, sure you lose three, you know, only win three games in two years, get fired, and get that guaranteed dough. Just got to sit home and you're, you're sitting on the beach for the rest of your life. What would you be doing going Ole Miss games? You, you'd do that. You'd still be going. Yeah, I would go to Ole Miss games as long as I didn't screw Ole Miss and be bad and then have to sit out for 10 years to kind of hide. I feel like the Grove but, Collective would get a good, you know, offering from you. If you, yeah, kind of, yeah, I feel like we can call it even kind of deal. Like, hey, if if I was the head coach, really bad, and got my thirty million dollars, and said, "Hey, Grove Collective, I apologize, but I'm gonna give you eight and a half, yeah, and we'll settle it out, call it a day, let's all be friends, and yeah, we'll, we'll be good." Uh, what what does Texas A and M even do? Because <laughs> that team, you do see the talent, you see it out there. I mean, I don't think Max Johnson is anything special at quarterback, but I mean, they for like three hundred yards on us. That's, like, that's yeah. scary. Why was the tight end wide open all day? Yeah. Shit. He missed, we missed, he finger, he missed a fingertip when they are late in the game. That would have been really nasty. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. They, were, they had some guys open this week. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was – man, I couldn't – that was tough to watch there at the end. I mean, they were just – they were really driving well. I mean, they were up and down the field on us. You know, we, we mean, obviously we made the, made the plays when we had to, but um, – Definitely don't make me feel comfortable going down to, to Athens. The way defensively, hopefully, make some adjustments. And I feel like I feel like Georgia's going to do the same thing. They're just going to try to line up and pound us. They're going to try to run it. You know, a lot of play action stuff. Try to hit hit tight end. I mean, obviously, I don't know if Bowers is going to play or not. He's not going to play. He's out for the year. I'm yeah. going for one reason. Any 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 Rebel fan, any road Rebel fan that that is going to relate to this. I live for the when we win the game and you're in that <laughs> one section of Ole Miss fans and the band's playing that we just beat the hell out of you. Yeah. Like I live for that shit. That shit'll put me in tears, dude. Like when you like when we beat Tennessee, like and all the Ole Miss fans were still in that stadium, that big ass stadium. They were fouling out of there and then shit was flying everywhere and we were just doing the the band going with the we just beat like dude, that's some you earned that. They earned that shit on the field, but but in the fans, like that's some that's some real pride. And a real Ole Miss fan that goes to these games knows what I'm talking about. When you win a big road SEC game and you got that freaking band, dude, it's that, oh, that, 2003 at Auburn for me. When, when Ben, yeah, when Ben Obamano dropped that ball, and it was oh my god, the stadium, it was amazing, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was the best. Dude, the we just beat the hell out of you is what I live for on the road. <laughs> Literally, we paid. I mean, I'm, I'm staying downtown. No, no tell what that condo cost. Good tickets right there in the old mess section. Like I'm paying that just for the chance of not missing that if it were to happen. <laughs> You just want that, yeah. like chasing that one high. You sound like a, <laughs> oh, you're you're a drug addict. All right, this is what Lane Kiffin had to say after Ole Miss's 38 to 35 win over Texas A&M on Saturday. All right, um, I mean, what an exciting finish to a game. Um, you know, kind of somewhat of an LSU, you know, feel where we seemed like we were in command and then let it slip away there, and then to get it back at the end. Um, go down and score on a 75-yard drive and then, um, you know, block the kick at the end. Uh, I got to give our players a lot of credit. Um, I know that team 
whatever was only five and three. But as you saw, those guys have great players. Um, credit to A&M for, you know, coming back at a game that was headed one direction. And, um, you know, we actually scored to what, go 21 nothing and have a holding and then a 10 point turnaround on the block field goal instead of getting a field goal, give them seven. So, and just really proud of the way our guys battled. Uh, and, um, you know, it's one thing if, you know, they just go down and miss the short field goal. I thought our guys did a good job of holding them there um, to a longer field goal. And one of these days we're actually going to catch the ball when they throw it to it on defense uh, at the end of games. So, um, and good play, good push at the end there. And, um, you know, Harris getting the block. Lane, another big day for Jackson Dart. 387 through the air, two touchdowns. It's another big day. And uh, let's talk about him, if you will. Yeah, I, mean, I think as you guys know, covering us, I'll, I'll tell you how it is and be hard on players. Um, I thought he was fabulous today. Again, that is there's statistics in there where that's the best defense in the country. I mean, negative plays, sacks, um, you know, third third down, third in the country. So that's a really hard defense to play that well of a game at quarter quarterback, and um, you know, and take care of the ball at the same time too, and pitch a shutout that way. And you can see why you got to do all those things, and still it goes down to the wire. So awesome. Awesome game by him and um, and obviously Trey showing up today and that was kind of where we thought you know the matchup was that would help us uh, in our favor because um, inside obviously people really struggle with them you know it was just to let Trey go one on one outside and so that takes Jackson making the throws and Trey making some great plays. Second half, looked like their offense had much more success, especially kind of running the ball. Was there anything y'all noticed? Maybe they they changed that y'all saw coming out of halftime. Not really. I think they just you know made plays, and that's just part of the game. And they got really good linemen, and uh, Max is very competitive and makes you know crunch plays for them, and um, an elite receiver, a little guy that's hard to tackle. So we did a great job in the return game. I don't think they had a yard of kickoff return and four yards of punt return. So. Um, we won in that area of special teams. Obviously, the giving them the field goal block for a touchdown was huge because the game seemed to be dramatically going our direction in all areas, both sides of the ball at that point. You, you mentioned the momentum swings with uh, holding call that brought back the touchdown. Gaddy has what looks like the game ceiling pick that gets overturned. In those moments, how do you keep your composure and, and keep focused on the next play? Well, I saw him bobble it. I, I still celebrated with him, just hoping somehow maybe the officials would, you know, be like, "Well, if he's that confident and he's celebrating already, we'll just give it to him." So our, our success with reviews is not real high this year. Um, and Trey had one earlier, you know, that could have ended the game. So, you know, you guys hear me talk about everything happens for a reason. You know, it doesn't seem very good at the time, but you know, makes you come together and block a field goal uh, to win it. So. Uh, gives its special teams a chance to win it. Playing yet another game where you guys trailed in the fourth quarter, this time kind of late in the fourth quarter, and you come back and win. What does it say about this team, your, where your program has gotten to? These are games that probably last season may get away from you. This year you're winning all of them. Yeah, I, I think it says a lot about the team. Um, I'm also like to think I'm the coach that doesn't say, okay, well, you know, they have a field goal to win the game and drive all the way down and miss a chip shot, and I'm going to sit here and say how resilient we are. You know, I, I really do think our players played really well today, overcame adversity in areas. Um, 
you know, it's unusual to have a 10 point swing on one play. So uh, I just thought a lot of credit to them how they handled it and handled the, the waves of the game. And I really do feel like that offense knew, our offense knew they were going to score. It was actually like, don't score too fast. I mean, it was 75 yards away and the, the, just the way they broke the sideline huddle was like, and when they scored like, okay guys, we're gonna go score, you know, um, let's not score too fast. So even Jackson came across, came off and was like, we scored too fast. I'm like, can you be positive please? <laughs> and then he's like, they're, they're gonna make the kick. And I'm like, can you be positive? So finally after the game, he goes, all right, I'll stop being negative. Um, I think he was, Watching too much Bobby Knight this week about uh, the power, the power of negative thinking. Lane, your defense stopped um, Texas A&M four straight times, forced four consecutive punts in the first half, but then didn't force another punt the rest of the game. What what exactly happened there? Well, you're not exactly positive. I mean, <laughs> you can go hang out with Jackson. Um, I mean. Guys, those are really good players and a really good running back and a good offensive line. And um, so they moved the ball on us. And, uh, you know, we played a really good first half and then we broke some on, on defense there. And, you know, I think we, it sounds like you can get a little bit spoiled with the way that we were playing defense against not upper echelon offenses the last few weeks. See, that's a positive way of saying that. Um, so this was a more skilled offense than we've faced the last few weeks. And so they're going to make some plays. Lane, can you, can you walk us through the blocked kick from, from your perspective? How did you see that unfold? I was just trying to mess with their kicker. Um, so you can't call back-to-back -back timeouts anymore. You used to be able to. And um, so I kind of pretended and said to the, to the ref right in front of the kicker, like, I got one more timeout. And then I stood by the the line judge there like this, like trying to get the kicker's attention, you know, just to mess with him and whistling, uh, you know, to draw his attention. I don't know that worked because um, the kick was probably going right down the middle if we didn't block it. So, but that, that's what I was doing. I really didn't even watch the end of the kick. I watched the end. I didn't watch the middle, the beginning of the kick. I was pretending I was calling timeout. Ladarius Tennyson seemed like he got a lot more snaps today. He was Line all over the field. What, what what can you say about his performance today? Yeah, he was great, especially first half, making big plays and showing some speed out there to catch really elite fast players that they have. And so he's one of our favorite guys. And um, you know, just the way that he plays, regardless of how many snaps he plays, is the same. We, we were told that Ashim Young's no longer on the team. Can, can you confirm that? And and how do you feel about your depth in the secondary moving forward? Well, guys stepped up. Um, Hashim's not part of our program, and we wish him the best. And, um, you know, just trying to get the guys ready that are here. Link, can you take us through that? Uh, I think it was in the second quarter where Jordan Watkins was looked like completely uncovered. What, what, what happened on that play? Hmm. I'd be careful. You can't have intent to deceive. So um, Jordan was just running off like he was coming off, and he stopped before and um, took a big split behind the ball on our sidelines when the ball's on the far hash, and they didn't notice him. So really good play by our players um, out there to come up with. And then um, I think that's when we get the personal foul on them, you know, and um, their players was like saying, we're number one to me, you know. And so uh, they got penalty and then it moved us closer on the two point, which we didn't make. But then luckily that two point later was really big because that would have been, 
<clears throat> really not exciting for that to be the end of the game there uh, with a field goal to win playing defense down the stretch. Coach, it seemed no matter if it was a questionable call, a big play, or just the end of the game, you were showing a lot of emotion out there today, really excited, a lot of points in the game. Just take me through how excited are you for your team to be able to get to 8-1 and one and go to Georgia next week? Um, I'm, I'm excited for them, excited for our fans. Uh, I just thought our guys had a really good week of practice. I was a little concerned. You know, we hadn't played a lot of early kit games, so just tried to myself bring a lot of energy to them today and, and make sure our players were excited. And um, so I, I was kind of emotional on some plays or whatever, um, just because there's also excitement too in that. And that's a really hard defense to to score against and move the ball against. So, um, you know, maybe the players feed off that. Lane, you might have had some fans a little nervous in this game, but can you talk about just how difficult it really is in the SEC to go eight and one and week in and week out play these tough games and tough opponents. Yeah, I mean, I like told them like the cardiac kids or something, uh, the way that our players play and um, take it down to the wire in these games. So <clears throat> um, it was good to be at home too. I thought our, you know, our crowd was really good in the first half uh, and, um, you know, helped us with, the, with a couple of false starts also. You mentioned the fans. Let's talk about how it has really turned around this year. The vault was full in the fourth quarter, those last two seconds. They seem to have hope in your team. How does that make you feel as head coach? Uh, good. I mean, kind of like when a player plays good, we kind of expect that. I would hope that, you know, these type of games get people excited. And whatever you said to go eight and one um, is pretty cool. And that's a lot of whatever that makes 19 and two or something the last 21 games here is really neat. And then undefeated, uh, what undefeated SEC home schedule in uh, this season. So a lot of cool memories this year in here. The Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad is brought to you by Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage. Buying a home? Take the first step by getting pre-approved by the Jake Ott team at your local Bank of England Mortgage. Buy with confidence knowing the exact cost and what to expect by getting the paperwork behind you on the front end, making for a relaxed, stress-free home buying experience. Whether it's your game day condo, starter home, dream home, investment property, beach house, or mountain home, Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage have the financial solution for you. And through the end of 2023, they're offering no-cost refinance for all who purchase in the current high-rate economy. Interest rates will come down soon, but Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage will be there to save you big money on your refinance when the time is right. Let Oxford's best take the stress out of your home buying experience. Check out Jake Ott and the Bank of England Mortgage team at www.boeoxford.com. That's boeoxford.com. Or you can contact Jake directly at 662-832-4663. That's Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage, the title sponsor of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. 
You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. That was Lane Kiffin. All right, Brad, here on the oldest morning after show. Not so morning after, more like day after or afternoon after, whatever. Brad's here. Give me your helmet stickers. Man, I think it's obvious. I think Jackson Dart put up those kind of numbers versus that kind of defense. Um, you know, man, the dude just keeps getting better. Very efficient, took care of the ball. In a game like that, to, to give yourself a chance to win, you got to – um you, know, you, you got to take care of the ball, and that, that's Jackson Dart's job. He gets the ball every play, take care of the thing. Um, you know, obviously, when it, once he delivers it, he can't, it can't help from there, but took care of it, managed the game, ended up throwing for 387 yards. Dude, Jackson Dart's the face. He's the face of Ole Miss right now. Him and Lane Kiffin are the, are the face, and I guess in the dog too. But um, Jenkins, so if you look at – I guess there was a stat I heard. Maybe Lane was – just saying this, but nobody has thrown for 100 yards and rushed for 100 yards this year in the game. I don't know if that's true or not, but Jenkins did run for 100 yards versus a all-NFL D-line that was bought and paid for by Texas Oil Money. And, um, you know, it's it, it was nice. It was nice to average four yards a carry versus that kind of D-line. So, um, yeah, I thought I think Jenkins, I mean, he, he ran hard. He had three touchdowns, too. Well, she was on my fantasy team, but um, – yeah, he had a big day. And your last helmet sticker. It's not going to get go to a defender, by the way you've been talking. Even though John Saunders did have a good day, and J.J. Pegues I thought was really disruptive. But in my opinion, kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying in regards to Quinshawn, I think, honestly, that was the best run performance by the offensive line all year. Yeah, they did well. They really did. There was They had some like six or seven negative yard play, plays was a little high, but for the most part, man – yeah, they ground it. They 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 did. They kept Jackson. I mean, listen. Anytime your quarterback throws for that and your running back runs for 100 yards, you did something right. You know, you had a good day. But I I, I want to go Trey Harris, but the dude, he's he's beyond helmet sticker status. He's just a dog. He's just a dog. He gets the, he gets the dog um, tag. But I think Trey Washington, um, you know, it's back to back weeks where he's had a you know he's he, he led the team in tackles and he had two picks last week. I think um, you know he's really he's been a good player for us, but he's really starting to make some. Make some noise on defense and be it be a be a staple over there. So I just enjoy watching him play. I don't know, you know, how many people actually watch a safety or whatever, but Trey Washington's a good player for us. You know, you got a suntan of sunglasses, right? Oh yeah, there's no question, dude. I was I was out in the I was out in the Louisiana, um, yeah. you know, heat playing against. Yeah, and stench apparently, according to Bradley. Yeah, Sowell, well, I, I took a, took a deep breath and I feel oh. like I was sucking in corn dogs. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> All right, Brad, give me your one big thing for Georgia Week this week. Okay, I think Ole Miss has to go in there with the mentality of like, 
the pressure's on Georgia, right? Georgia's fighting for the national title. They've won all these games. They're at home. The pressure's not on Ole Miss. I feel like we should have that mentality of like, hey, we should be like the drunk, drunk guy showing up to the bar with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and somebody just talks shit to his girlfriend. You know what I mean? And we're going in there. We're trying to land that one, <laughs> that one shot that knocks them out, right? Hey, you may swing and miss, and as soon as you turn around, they may hit you right in the forehead. But that's okay. That's okay, right? But you can't go into this game scared. All right? You cannot go into this game scared. It's going to be loud. It's going to be lit. But we got to go in there swinging, dude. We got to go in there swinging, take our best shot. Who cares? Like at the end of the day, Ole Miss loses to Georgia. They're gonna, the headline's going to be, oh, Georgia won another game, whatever. Yeah. Ole Miss got to go in there and try to create that headline of like, holy shit, we shocked the world. Ole Miss wins that game. We were at it. We were on the map, dude. You're talking about a, they have a chance to put Ole Miss at a level that I don't think we've ever seen in Oxford. Because at that point, you're going to be 11-1 and one fighting your case of, hey, why can't we get in? We got wins over LSU and Georgia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my question so, would be, if Ole Miss wins the game, where does that put them as far as the college football playoff discussion? I mean, the got, problem it, is, is they didn't get any results over the weekend. Yeah. They, you needed LSU to beat Alabama. You needed USC to beat Washington. You need some teams in front of you to fall. But still. Ask yourself this, if Alabama had our same record and went in to beat Georgia and they're 11-1 and one, but didn't make the SEC championship, would it be perceived the same? No, it wouldn't because it's Alabama. Correct. Okay, if you're in the SEC and you went 11-1 and one and your only loss is to Alabama, who probably is going to lose in the SEC championship game to Georgia, whether we win or not, how do we not have a case of, hey, SEC champion Georgia will get in but Ole Miss has beat them. Why do they not? Why can they not right. get? Why, why can one not one loss? I think the problem is going to be there's so many teams that are undefeated. It's going to kill us. But I that's mean, what I'm saying. You have to get some results your way as far as other yeah. outcomes. But still, when I look at Ole Miss's case here, if that were to be the eventuality, and I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, yeah, me and Brad are both really drinking the Kool Aid hard. Yeah. I mean, to come from where we came from after Alabama to this moment in time where both of us are going to Athens, both of us are calling for Ole Miss to beat the back-to-back national champion, Georgia. Yeah. They didn't even move in the AP poll. or in the our, strength, our, our strength of schedule is five. Yeah. I think it was the top three of the top ten in the college football playoff. Ole Miss has the, a top three schedule. So to win 11 of your 12 games with a top three schedule of the playoff and not get in is absurd. And yet this week – they move from 10th to 9th. You know Before I mean? we get too hot into this subject, let's win this game. Let's wait till after this game because if, if we have – if we win this game, we're going to have a full show. Yeah. And, and I'm going to – we are going to argue this. And no one's going to hear us, but our, but our people that listen to us here. But there is – I will be much more passionate about this if we win this game because we should not be denied at no. that point. We lost our road game to Alabama in a game where we were winning half of it. Seven to six. We lost. We, we lost thirty minutes of football the whole season with a number three schedule. You know the t- top three or top five schedule. I mean, that you. How can you deny them? Other than to say, oh, well, uh, listen, Georgia can't win a hundred in a row, can they? They have to drop one at some point. I mean, I, I mean, I, who scares I, I, you about I, Georgia right now? It, nothing. Nothing scares me. Listen, and people may judge me on this. Kirby Smart has done the same thing that Nick Saban has done. He's accumulated so much talent, it's impossible to lose. Like, 
like what about their offense is ever I mean it's the most boring thing ever like there's nothing special about a Georgia offense they just have damn good players like extremely good players like they can make so many you know errors and everything's made up for with their speed and talent right like if I miss a gap I don't care my linebacker runs a four, my ball my linebackers run a four four like that's the only thing that scares me about them is the talent they're at home right like I, I nothing schematically is special about them at all at all he has just accumulated so much talent that I don't think I mean Kirby Smart he, he I love his pregame speeches I'm not gonna lie to you I watch I listen to those shits all the time on YouTube like I love the way he talks to the team because it's like real Texas knows I'm not like blown away when I watch them they're just got dudes like mm-hmm. real dudes I mean their dudes go right and start on Sunday and, and dominate so I mean he's just he did a good job man he had all those top three recruiting classes back to back to back to back to back and now it's just like now they've won national championships on pace to do another one um and it's just hard like once you get in that cycle man like tough to lose i mean if he even if he loses two game a game i mean the, the talent's just i mean he's eye-popping me man, so, so I, I just think it's one of those things where I, I'm, I'm excited to see lane you come in there with a good scheme and, and make them work I just – I think Ole Miss is going to do really well. I really do. I think – What's your uh, way too early prediction? We're going to be winning late. We're going to be winning late. I didn't late. ask you if we're going to be winning late. I asked you what's the score. Oh, man, I can't, I can't do it. I, like, like I, 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 if I'm being fair, I'm telling you George is winning, right? But my heart won't let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> when I get in that stadium. Even destiny. Yeah, dude, freaking – man, I – Low scoring game, twenty three twenty. Ole Miss wins. I think it's gonna be a tight game, but I, but I, but where, where my comfort lies is like this isn't the old Ole Miss, right? Like this isn't the, hey man, we got our hopes up, but we're going in there with a, a average coach. We're going there with a coach that is a better coach than them, like schematically, right? Yeah, yeah. put put Lane Kiffin with Georgia's talent. Hell, if Lane Kiffin, if he ever gets this Alabama job, like everybody says, it's it's gonna be the, he will get the same results as Nick Saban. I'm gonna tell you that right now with that talent, he is what he's doing at Ole Miss with with what the talent that we got, you know, offensively compared to what I mean, even if he was A and M with their talent, right? Like like Lane Kiffin is definitely a better schematic coach than Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart just has talent that I mean, we don't we're not even on the same atmosphere as them. Talent and that's a skill unto itself. I mean, to be able to yeah. accumulate that kind of talent, you know. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's yeah, it's a real good skill. It's it's called buying them before it was legal, and now it's legal. So ah, really no, stop it. No, it's not Georgia Hate Week. It's just Georgia Week. Okay, just no, Georgia, it's Georgia Hate Week. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy that I'm in a group text with, and it's. I mean, every time he said something to me that hurt, that broke my heart, man. He said, uh-huh. "Oh, I was dude." He calls his old piss, and it pisses me off. Why, and, that is the most basic Ole Miss put down ever. Why would that bother you? It bothers me. And then <laughs> he sent me a text and said, 41-1 and one in our last 42 games, back-to-back national championships. I don't give a shit if we lose every game for the rest of our life. That is something you will never experience as an Ole Miss fan. Dude, that that, took, that I, and it was, it's so bad I remember that word for word in a text. And I want to beat them so bad, but even if we beat them, he has made it clear that he does not give a shit for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> they won back-to-back national championships, and they went 41-1. and one. He doesn't give a shit from here on out. He hopes they lose every game. He doesn't care. He just wants to let me know that we will never experience that run in our lifetime. 
and it crushed me. <laughs> but hey, forty-one and one has to start with one, with one, and that's this weekend. Oh no, they're five straight. This will be six straight of forty-one and one. Well, I mean, we're on a we're on a nice start of forty-one and one. We're 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 eight and one. <laughs> we got we got a little ways to go. He's barely so. All right, this has been the Ole Miss Morning After Show. Bye, man. See you, Ben. Howdy, Toddy. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.